In our first podcast, we met with Samantha Reichardt and discussed her seemingly preordained destiny to become a teacher. We talked about the struggles she endured as a young student and how that influenced her and her career as a teacher and instructional coach. If you haven't already, I do hope you'll listen to my discussion with Samantha. One of the things we discussed was Samantha's first day when she, a bright-eyed and ready-for-anything teacher, promptly butchered a student's name. Working in a predominantly African-American school, this was the first time she'd encountered a first name with an apostrophe. The student was a young African-American girl, a teen, and the student was rather unimpressed with her teacher's inability to pronounce her name. As you'll hear in the episode, we unpacked that a little bit and learned from Samantha how important it has become for her as a teacher to teach her students to love their names. It's a lovely vignette about just one of the many ways teachers have to show they care for students. Jamia, if this podcast ever finds its way to you, I hope you'll hear the influence you've had on Samantha because it has stayed with her. And what's stayed with me after talking with Samantha is the question, what's in a name? Or more precisely, what's in a mispronounced name? Now, when Samantha talked about her student, I was ready with a story about my own experiences with people mispronouncing my name. And this isn't altogether unique or new. But after talking to Samantha about her experience with that student, I'm looking at names in a different light. Jamia was annoyed at her new teacher, but how much of that was the default setting of being a teen? And how much of that was actually about a young black woman tired of having people make assumptions about her and her identity. When it comes to my last name, my own name is frequently mispronounced, but I've never taken it as anything more than just someone mispronouncing my name. My family will swap stories about teachers and co-workers who still don't get it right, but it's never much more than a slight inconvenience and sometimes becomes a cute anecdote to tell at parties or now on podcasts. My name is Jim. Though I was born James, and usually when people ask which I prefer, I trot out the old line, Jim is fine, except when I'm in trouble and then people call me James. I've never felt my identity was ignored or that someone was making assumptions about me. So I can't help reflecting on how different my experience is from that of a young black woman named Jamia. While we both get our names mispronounced, we don't necessarily carry the same burden that comes with it. As I've gotten older and had the chance to travel around the world, I've learned the importance of getting someone's name right. By taking care to pronounce a name or a phrase, it's helped me overcome language and cultural barriers. But when you're in a foreign land, traveling abroad, it's expected you might struggle with names. The same cannot be said, however, for people in their own country, in their own hometown, or in their own classrooms. We owe it to our neighbors, our teachers, our students, just that small effort it takes to get a name right. Because when it comes to our individual and our shared identities, a rose by any other name would not smell just as sweet. No, each of our names are part of who we are, where we come from. So Jamia, thanks for helping us understand what's in a name and why it matters. Oh, and for those of you wondering about my preference, you can call me Jim. Jim.